The Sportzilla Show starts now. I am Lance Catamaran. I'm Clint Bobsky. Clint, of course, short for Cameron, which is what my father told me. And my father also told me to live your life to the fullest. Always get an oil change. Beware of time travel and buy shirts. How did we give this guy airtime? What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. I'll have each and every one of you know that I was a desk anchor in Utica, New York, for their local broadcast news for six weeks, six whole weeks, 36 days. And now I'm here, these amateurs. Get your- you don't get the show. Together. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. Cole Anthony, Cole Anthony, not Carmelo Anthony, but Cole Anthony. I think he scored as many points as Syracuse did in a historically bad game last night. You may or may not have heard about that. It was not exactly season opener, conference opener that we expected, Scoop. Yeah, 34 points. I, I, I see a lot of people, like, really angry. Whoa, whoa, what's wrong with the offense? This terrible offense. Can we play some offense? We were playing Virginia, and they're kind of good at that. Even though they lost three players, including you know, Kyle Guy and whatnot, but the defense was pretty good. Their defense was really good. I liked how Bennett, their coach, tried to fluff it off. Like, oh, it's just one game. We're going to move on. It's the beginning of the season. You know, we played well, blah, blah, blah. Move on. I didn't want to rub salt in the wounds. I have a theory, though. Can I share my theory? Go, go right ahead. I'm Before you continue. Yes, glue guy. Do you know who you can get to solve your theory? Sherlock Holmes, a.k.a. Carmelo Anthony. He did look like that, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that. That was one heck of a sweatshirt. Yeah, that was styling, profiling. Dave Bing looked like a million bucks. He went on to be the mayor of Detroit, uh, Dave Bing and Carmelo, arguably the two greatest Syracuse basketball players ever. And that's a pretty substantial list of great players that have come through this program, especially in the Bayheim era of 44 years. But they're probably the two best. Needless to say, my theory. Their presence didn't help the end result last night. Right, right. But they ain't no love like Syracuse love. That's what Carmelo said. But that is true. I mean, it was a great environment. There's over 22,000 UVA defending champions. The scene was set, season opener, and then that happened. I think the black cat from Monday Night Football was in the dome. That's my theory. I really believe the black cat. Nobody's that, nobody's found the cat yet. That's exactly right. We ha- we have to expand on that. We're going to talk NFL in a little while, but I really think there might be something to that. How do you know? It's is it that far from New York to Syracuse? I mean, he got into MetLife Stadium on a Monday Night Football game with eighty thousand people. And just hear me out on this. Okay, nobody knew he was in the building, and then he appears on the field. Kevin Harlan gives that great play-by-play. It was better than Joe Tessitore's, right? He escapes down the alley. They haven't found the cat since. Who's to say he didn't board a bus or a plane or a train or grab an Uber or a Lyft? Or somehow, some way, that cat got up to Syracuse and was in the dome last night. Prove me wrong. If he's a cat of supernatural abilities, he probably just wiggles his nose and or just thinks about Syracuse and he's here. I have some I would love to see a cat use a phone for Uber or Lyft. Little little did you know that Kevin Harlan was in his living room last night watching the game. Elusive. But he oh, didn't know what Hold on. Are we ready? I guess now, yeah. Here's the audio of Kevin Harlan. Thanks for giving me the cue. Sitting <laughs> in his living room. That's on you, man. And the cat is elusive, but he didn't know where to go. Look at they're trying to corner him. Aha. In the carrier dome, perhaps. I mean, it's kind of nonsensical, but prove me wrong. It was just, 
Where do we start? Well, I can't prove you wrong, but I can't prove you right either. Well, there you go. I the cat you. is missing. So is the Syracuse Oranges offense ability to hit the three field goals. Well, we... We, we looked at it on paper, and we did the same thing that everybody else in the media did. The expectations were, holy crap, we got some shooters on this team, except they had an off night. Let's just hope that's the, the worst night they have all year. Well, an off night, but how much of that is a direct result of playing Virginia? Of course I mean, it I is. think a lot of that is uh, credited to Virginia. They're a very good team. They're, they were the national champion, even though they lost – some of the team, they're coming in here, and they've perennial, perennially been a defensive juggernaut. Jim Beheim on opening the season with a conference opponent. Quote, it doesn't get or it doesn't make any sense. I don't think it's good. Jim Beheim on the lack of offense against Virginia. Quote, right now our offense isn't good enough to play this defense. This is the best defense we are going to see all year until we see that again. You normally open up with, I mean, you're playing Colgate next, and no disrespect to Colgate, but Colgate is not Virginia, the defending national champions. There's a reason you play a lot of non-conference, quote-unquote, cream puff opponents to build your team up to be ready for that type of challenge. Virginia was ready. Syracuse was not. Obviously, they're facing from the flip side the same type of thing, but Virginia won the national championship last year, their best team in college basketball. I think that plays a little bit into it. Did you see where the uh, one of the players said that they had actually watched film on all the guys on the team, knew their tendencies? I mean, they were schooled up on how they wanted to play each guy on the orange. Now, that's a commitment to win. That is, you know, a lot of the the game is one in between your ears. You know, I mean, you got to get out there and make shots. You got to get out there and be in the right spot at the right time. But, I mean, that's that, that's dedication. So the last time Syracuse scored less than 34 points in a game was the year 1945. That year, a gallon of gas, 15 cents. Jim Beheim, three months old. How much was a hamburger? Don't know. <laughs> World War II was happening, and Bing Crosby won the Oscar for Best Actor. Bing Crosby, okay, Boomer. Yeah. Ah, see what I did there? Because it should have gone the other way. Yeah, no, it's it's astounding when you look at some of the numbers. That is just a historically bad loss. The worst one in the Jim Beheim era, especially in the Dome. He said, uh, it's stupid. It's a money grab. Doesn't agree with playing conference games and opponents like that this early in the season, Scoop. It wasn't a fun game to watch either in terms of what you want to see in a basketball game. I mean, I don't know. It was like watching paint dry, let's be honest. But don't you get your guys prepared? Well, I'm sure they thought they were. I don't think that that was the expected outcome at all. I'm telling you. I could prepare to play Kawhi Leonard, but I'm pretty sure I'd lose. He's taking the day off. (laughs) Hit load management last night. That might be a chance. Load management. That might be a chance for me. They lost. Load management. We'll talk about that in the next segment of the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Jim Beheim. An opening with a conference game. You never want to play the league games early. It's stupid. It's just a money grab. They got 
scheduled games for TV, for the TV contract, so you got to play games early, and then somebody had the brilliant idea of opening up the first game with a league game. I, I just don't think it's good. I don't think it's smart. You want to build up to the league. The league's the most important thing, so why would you play the first game of the year in the league? It makes no sense to me, but that's just what happens when you go to 20 games and somebody wants you to play early. In the Salt City, Jim is salty. Jim is not happy. Jim speaks his mind, does not hold back. That's my favorite Jim Beheim. Well, how often does he say? I mean, every season he talks about these guys having to grow and get better and learn as the season goes along. These are not fully formed basketball players. We talked about them being lumps of clay, being molded by Jim Beheim as they hopefully get better at what they do. Can so I can I argue for the NCAA and say that we're trying to groom this ACC network? It was the debut of the ACC network so it's for, for most TV. people. It's for so TV. A lot of these teams had to play day one so we can go, look, look at our nice new cable television. Oh, you mean all of those ads I was getting all over social media for the ACC network that I don't have and had to just like that that same one i had to look for highlights all over to be able to watch portions of the game and follow along on an app and all of that stuff that's what i had to do anyways because mrs ray was like you're not getting the acc network we have enough bills (laughs) so i was like all right that's fine and a lot of the bars didn't have the acc network they don't want to pay extra for that they're paying enough their overhead is you know they got wages to pay and booze to buy and food to buy we got to get it on the good old-fashioned television. Okay, boomer. Now, listen, i got to have a a positive attitude, okay? I I just do. That's the way I am. I'm a homer. I bleed orange. I still believe in this team. It's one game. You can say all of those cliche things. But Syracuse did only give up 48 points to the defending national champion. It's not like they had an offensive explosion where they dropped 80 on us. It was close at the end of the first half. Yeah, I I mean, the defense, how was the defense? All right, let's ask Jim. We did a pretty good job defensively, for especially for a long point. I mean, they scored 10 points in the first 10 minutes. The problem is we scored two. So, yeah. you know, it's not defense. Our defense was respectable, actually a little better than that. Yeah, a little better than that. wasn't too bad. Offensively, though, maybe a different story, Jim. We have to move without it better. We have to scream better. And we didn't do a very good job of that. I didn't do a very good job of coaching getting them to move, you know, in practice or even exhibition games, you you get shots pretty easily and you get lulled into it. You don't get those against them. You're never going to be prepared for Virginia. They're the best defensive team in the country. couple questions left over that I saw online that I was thinking the same thing. Who does play point guard going forward? What will Jimmy B do with the offense? 34 points is obviously very bad. And a lot of people a lot of different people were going, where's Robert Braswell? Where's Bob Braswell tonight? Didn't see a lot of time, and he was pretty hyped. I expected well, him to play a little bit more than he did. I, I, I don't know. but Does Carmelo have eligibility left? Well, people were calling for that, too. <laughs> you, you might have noticed that. Put him in. He's got three years left. Only played one year there, but I suppose the 15 years in the NBA. And potentially, maybe, maybe, for some reason he's not on a roster, he will be again. I want to see him play in what he was wearing to the game last night. Yeah, you think that's possible? Man, that was that was loud. It was very loud. But did he get love? Holy cow! Oh, yeah, he definitely. is beloved in the cues. We all know that. We expected that. But when you get in that exact moment, and, and the introduction is there, and he waves, I mean, it's just it fills you up, man. Orange fans, that fills you up. 
Because that takes you back to the greatest season in the history of this program. Do you think uh, Carmelo reached out to Jim afterwards and goes, hey, do you mind texting some of your NBA buddies? Yeah, he might have. <laughs> Did you see Carmelo went in and gave a quick speech yeah. to the team right before the game, too? I thought that was Which, cool. as a freshman, how cool could that have been? I, okay, Boomer, listen, I think back to when That's I... That's three times so far. When I was your age, though. You ageist. We didn't have that type of access. The access that you have to those behind-the-scenes things... Today, it's awesome. It really is 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 a fan when you didn't have that opportunity growing up to see those types of things. I don't know about you. Well, there's cameras everywhere now. There is. Big Brother's always watching, Scoop. I mean, what do you think, though? Don't Isn't it awesome to be able to see that? You wouldn't normally get to see that, that type of thing, I don't think. Yeah, that is cool to get that window into that. I tell you one thing, though. Wearing that suit, Carmelo ain't walking out on the street and getting hit by a car, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, maybe we should just put the kids in Halloween and and that that and outfit. Was, that way, all the drivers out there could see what you know, whether it was dark or not. It would just kind of glow. Well, it's kind of funny too because Carmelo, he stood out. Even if that wasn't Carmelo, anybody that wore that particular sweatshirt to the dome was going to stand out in a sea of orange. And Carmelo doesn't necessarily need that. I mean, he's about six foot. I eight. should try to wear it when I'm snow blowing. Yeah, but I mean, that's going to catch attention. <laughs> Whoa, what the heck is that out there? That will show up in the it snow. Will. I mean, you could imagine? see that from space. Would you wear it? But look, there's the California wildfires. Oh, and there's there's Melo. He's at a basketball game in Syracuse. Would you wear that? Um, well, it's snowing out, so I wouldn't care. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm insane right now. Nobody'd see you unless you were on Twitch. Mm, where am I going with this? ESPN Syracuse is now on Twitch, a video streaming platform. Successful launch last night with an SU Hoops watch party featured Roosevelt Bowie, Eric Devendorf, and Lawrence Moten. I know a bunch of people participated. I was able to see some of it. You can go back and watch, by the way. So we're streaming all of the Syracuse in-studio shows daily with more to come in the future. Hmm, what does that mean? Us? I think so. You can check it all out at twitch.tv slash Talk. Check it out now. Give us a follow. We want you there. Interact. There's a comment section, and you'll learn more about it as it starts to infiltrate your daily life. I will tell you, I watched the the stream last night, and the commenters were going nuts about this pitcher of water. People were thinking, oh, is it vodka? Yeah. People were like, oh, it's really close to the side of the table. Yeah. People That was getting more love than I think the whole game was. Yeah. What's, what's going on in the background? Nobody wants to look at you guys, but what's happening in that studio? Well, they what, want all those guys to get rocked and just like really speak in their mind. It's about that. It's about that access. We love that access. I was just referring to that. And they were doing with, the, uh, the impersonations of Coach Beheim, which was pretty funny. Oh, I could do some, but I'm not going to because I'm smarter than that. <laughs> we're going to take a break. The Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. We're moving to the NBA next. It's the Sportzilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. So we're going to talk a little NBA. And I think it's interesting, this story about Andre Iguodala possibly being moved to the Lakers. Apparently that is uh, the buzz among GMs and the like in the NBA. Did he want to go to Memphis? No. No, he did not. I don't think he'd want to be on the Golden State Warriors. There's 15 really early, way too early observations for the first 15 days of the NBA season that we're going to go through in just a second, Scoop. So can I add another guy who might be possibly moved? Chris Paul. 
I could see that happening because he doesn't want to because be, he didn't want to be in Oklahoma City. He did not want to be in Oklahoma City at all. But does Andre Iguodala still want to be with Golden State? Because one of those no. fifteen <laughs> things is the simple fact that their season is done. It, it's, they kind of know it. It's toast. Uh, once bread becomes toast, it can never go back to being bread again. Oh, Sim- but it's so good with butter. It is. Jam. Simple fact of the matter is they're going to play young guys, and they're going to see what happens, and then eventually Steph will come back, and you're not going to get Clay Thompson, as everybody knows. KD is gone. Golden State is done. But Andre Iguodala to the Lakers, maybe some mellow, too. couple of role players, good chance in a ring, and their load will be properly managed. Because load management <laughs> is a big deal. Well, you know, we've often talked about LeBron James's load management. It's true. <laughs> they got to manage his load. I he don't want to be here anymore. He puts, <laughs> listen, two, two nights ago he had sour cream and probably some pico de gallo. on his, Tuesday! Go Tuesday. You did see it last week. I think we talked about this. There was a fan kind of heckling behind the bench. Well, it wasn't just one. It was like a group of people. And they turned into the whole section. Yeah. And the next thing you know, he just turns around in the middle of the game. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Did the whole LeBron Taco Tuesday <laughs> thing that's all over social media. He's one of the best in the league. Him and Kawhi, I think that's a given. I think they're the two best in the league right now. But once again, Kawhi Leonard, because apparently there's a knee issue if he plays back-to-backs in the league. And Doc Rivers has said, hey, we would like to do away with the back-to-backs. I think that's ultimately the point. And... Well, it worked in Toronto, so if it worked in Toronto managing Kawhi's load, well, then it'll probably work with the Clippers, even though they had to take the L against Giannis. How do you say his last name? Antetokounmpo. From the Bucks, even though they lost to him last night, they're willing to take a few L's in certain games to keep him right for the postseason because Paul George and Kawhi with the Clippers this year and next, that's it. That's the window of opportunity to win a ring. If not, the Clippers... Might be the Clippers again. And they're a stacked team. They're a stacked team right now. They've got the pieces right now. Anything less than a ring is a disappointment. It's funny. I got this money guy, financial advisor, helps me invest and stuff. So we have these conversations. You know, we're going to go overseas. We're going to go tech. We're going to go medical stocks. What are we going to do? So we have all these conversations. About your portfolio? About my portfolio. But then it goes to, right away, my money guy says, telling you, best bet in sports. Bet against the team that's playing two nights in a row in the NBA. That's the second night. Bet against them. Check the spread out. Bet against them. He said, I've won all kinds of money. I win all the time. More, he says more that's often his favorite not, bet. No matter who it is, more often than not, that's the game they drop. The legs are tired, man. You can only run so much. The legs are tired, and these guys aren't playing. And especially if you, yeah, your best player's not playing, but especially if your older players or your key guys are playing both nights of the back-to-back, they're going to be a little bit more tired, and the performance might not be quite where it was in the first game of the back-to-backs. This is logic and common sense, is it not? Absolutely. And, I, you know, it's it, it holds true in the hockey world, too, I think. You know, look at these teams. We had the crunch doing a three-and-three, three, you know, three games in three days. You know, look, they're athletes and in their prime, but man, they're human too, and you get tired. It's like we've said, if you come out of a three and three, two and three, that's a successful three and three. That's that's the best you you could hope for. If you get all three, that's just it's icing on the cake to use the old expression. Again, we can blame television. This is why because we need this entertainment as we sit on our couch with our bag of chips every night. We gotta have a game. Jalen Rose, 
said Skedge could be 76, 66, or 56 games. Players would still rest. Playing nightly is not a source of pride anymore since critics decide to judge by analytics and rings. Feel free to paraphrase and take that as your own, he said. So I like that. I just did. Well, he's right. That's what it's based on. Rings matter. Apply it to anywhere. Apply it to anywhere. Apply, True. It, apply it to the NFL. Yep. Greatest of all time, can't argue. Brady and Belichick, as far as coach, quarterback. Nobody's won more than they have. And then they break down the numbers. You see the value of guys that used to be, he's got a high batting average, so he's the best player. Well, actually, the guy that has a higher on-base percentage ultimately is more valuable than that guy because you could hit 330, your on-base percentage could be 345, but you could hit 250, 40 home runs, and be on base 42% of the time. Like somebody like Mike. You know, there's, there's two examples that I know of. Uh, you got Dan Marino, who is a great quarterback, never won a ring. Charles Barkley, great power forward in the NBA, never won a ring. And, and that's why he loses every argument on Correct. TV to Shaq. Correct. Every argument. It eventually winds up to rings, baby. Look <laughs> at my hands. I got the rings, Charles. And Charles Terrible. says nothing. Terrible. Your, your, your fingers are so cold and bare. Nothing on them. Terrible. Undeniably, though, they're two of the greats at their chosen profession. Oh, agreed. It's just amazing. It's just amazing the narrative. Uh, I guess the exception in baseball, though, would be Mike Trout, actually, that I brought up because he's the guy that hits 330, has a 450 on base percentage with 40 bombs and 120 RBIs, and he's the greatest center fielder on the planet, but he's an outlier. Nobody's as good as that guy. Well, also, too, he could walk down the street here and people wouldn't recognize yeah, him. Yeah, he, he purposefully does not want to be bigger than the game and take the endorsements and be out there everywhere. He just wants to play ball and do his thing, and he's being compensated relatively well for that. I think it speaks to where baseball is at, too. Now, I don't know if that would hold true for members of the New York Yankees necessarily because they are the superstars. Let's be honest. I mean, the the, the television contract, the limelight, Start times, sometimes you'll see them playing late games with a day game the next day. They don't get to take advantage of that 1 p.m. start and then travel. Sometimes they're literally leaving at 1 in the morning as opposed to 4 or 5 in the afternoon for some of the other teams to get to the next city. They do that too. I think most people I know could pick out Derek Jeter and A-Rod, but not... Mike Trout. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And everywhere they go, every city they go to, and especially now even with interleague play, when you won't see them as often, say, as if you're also in the American League or the American League East, well, when the Yankees come to town, you're going to get more butts and seats, more parking, more concessions, more revenue, more people will watch the local broadcasts to see that And as obviously well. that helps with potential free agents. Absolutely right. That's the place to play. You but outside of New York Yankees, do you think a media market helps or hurts certain people? Because I think nowadays, if you're Milwaukee and you're the Greek freak, you can get a big shoe deal because you're televised. I think it's different in the NBA than it is, and it depends on the sport that you're talking Agreed. about. I think that applies, and you could break that down within each four, each of the four major sports, or if you want to even expand that to soccer. How many soccer players are really household names? There's not many, and a lot of them actually play over in the Premier Leagues and aren't necessarily playing in North America on the pro sports teams. I don't know. I just think it depends. There's a lot of variables to toss around within that conversation. Well, the Greek freak, you mentioned him. His career now, I, I look at this and the guys that they have surrounding him, and I think of LeBron. 
by himself at various points in his career. I mean, it's a kind of a one-man show. How big of a deal is Zion Williamson right now? Think about the market that he's in that's not that big. Well, he's not playing. Right, right. Let, let me finish. He, even though he's not playing right now, once he starts, if he performs and even gets close to expectations, he's a superstar. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, he fades. If he's in Los Angeles or New York, even though they're a dumpster fire, it's still the New York Knicks. You, People pay more attention because of the market. So, yeah, it really does apply. I didn't mean to get snippy with you, Boomer. No, you're good. Uh, by the way. But it, it applies. It, it's it's market in certain sports and I think not so much in others. But I think using your example, Anthony Davis was still popular in New, New Orleans. Because he was a superstar. Correct. Because of the performance. Exactly. Thank you for backing up my point, basically. So real- Also because he had a mono, mono problem, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, that did get a lot of attention, though. It did. Is it is it manicured a little more with the Lakers now? No, it seems to still be there. I don't know. Not as prominent. If he's in L.A., he can find somebody to work on that. To take- Probably more readily than New Orleans, where everybody is just eating crawfish and wasted all the time. Do you think that, do you think that A.D. would look at LeBron and go, listen, Ron, I'll do something about the unibrow when you stop pretending you're not bald and just shave your head? <laughs> Is that spray-on hair? What is he doing up there? I mean, he's got a zillion dollars. He could get something that you can stays in. Well, you can even do this little micro-tattooing thing that makes it look like you have a hairline if he's so conscious about it. And then she shave his head, but it will still look like the hair is... Do you like, remember a couple of years ago, Carlos Boozer? Yeah. Like, he was out of the league for a couple of years, made a comeback, and he had this spray-on hair. I'll show you guys pictures after, during the break. I know exactly. I've seen that. It, but it was hideous. LeBron's looks like that powder hair stuff. That Remember those infomercials back yeah. that you could, like, you could like pour he your looks hair like out? The, you know, like you had that thing as a kid with the magnet, and you would move the little magnet shavings around and put them where the hair you wanted it to be, like give him a beard or whatever. It looks as fakey as that. Yeah, we had referenced a few of the way-too-early observations in the first two weeks and one day or 15 days of the NBA season. Some of them stood out. One of them not listed was that LeBron should just give it up and shave his head because he's a bald dude. I do think the the Lakers thing that they said about the, them keeping Brandon Ingram instead of Kyle Kuzma is interesting because maybe that that does appear to be so far uh, truthful. I've also I also noted we're not going to highlight them all, but another one that jumped out to me because I've been saying this. Since it happened, the Harden-Westbrook combo will not work defensively, first of all, before you even talk about how they'll work on offense together. They're horrible. They're terrible, Charles. They're, they're every negative thing that you could say about playing defense in the National Basketball Association. It's it's painful to watch. It's just it's never, ever going to work. Plus, their coach is D'Antoni. I will say that until he's out of the league. Again, I don't know how he keeps getting jobs. His system is fun to watch offensively. It'll never win a championship ever for the defensive reasons that I may have just highlighted. Okay, Boomer. Thank you. They'll be great in the regular season. Somebody will knock them off in the postseason. It's just always Always. the way it's going to be. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting. I I mean, there's a lot of interesting within this. But There's your Carlos Boozer pick, by the way. Those are the keys that I see. I mean, the rest of it, it's middle of the pack teams. So, eh. The highlighted ones that get the attention we were talking about. There you go on the SportsZilla show. This is ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. There's a lot to talk about in the NFL, so we'll pick a few things and do that next. It's the SportsZilla show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. 
So once again, ESPN Syracuse on Twitch, twitch.tv slash talk. Make sure you follow, make sure you comment, make sure you interact, make sure you figure out what it's all about and participate. And make sure you hit that notification button, too, so that way you're updated every time someone goes live on the channel. So, so thank you. I'm you're the, welcome. I'm the boomer, the millennial, telling you he's a little more under... You game on Twitch? Used to, a long you, time ago. Used to? Yeah. It was originally kind of like a gaming platform, but it has really expanded out. It is starting to take over. If you have an Amazon Prime account, by the way, you get one free subscription Twitch can be it. So think about that. If you got the app on your phone or your tablet or wherever, go on your laptop, take care of business. And pick us, Q Sports Talk. And uh, unfortunately, you're going to have to see our ugly faces for radio and a new platform very soon. We're getting. I think we should wear wrestling masks when we're doing the show. We're so awesome. We have our very own studio wrestling masks, kind of like that softball game we talked about yesterday. Exactly. That would be all right. We each have to come up with our own theme music our, individually because I don't want to steal any wrestlers theme music. I don't want to do that. I do. NFL, guys. NFL. Let's look at this. First first of all, a couple things that caught my attention uh, I thought I would share with you. I've got to start with the black cat, if you don't mind. Let me just bring this back up. I can't believe they have not found the little kitty cat. Let me give this to you. So, Monday Night Football Cat is still basically eluding everybody. The MetLife Stadium grounds crew has set humane traps. This is all since Monday. It's now Thursday. Still couldn't find it, so now they've gone on to hire a TNR, which is a no-kill shelter. The cat is still loose days after Monday Night Football. Prove me wrong, it didn't get to Syracuse somehow and show up in the Dome last night and jinx that team. See? See, it's you guys are just looking at me like I'm the moron. Dude, think about it. Think about it. Giants-Jets right there. Again, the cat could run out on the field this weekend. Interesting that you brought that up. So it's like an adult toy that Buffalo throws out. It just keeps reoccurring, <laughs> especially when uh, they play the Patriots. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what adult toy you're talking about. Can I tell my d- adult toy story at a game? Sure, and then I have to share with you. Uh, okay, go ahead. No, let's do that. I'll Tigers baseball, Detroit. Somebody throws out an adult toy. Okay, but it's not like the one they throw out in Buffalo. This is a six foot tall inflatable variety, almost like one of those. Clowns with the nose filled with sand that you like punch it and it comes back up. And you punch <laughs> it and it comes back up. Somebody has a six foot inflatable adult toy that they throw out there in the outfield at Tiger Stadium. And this poor ball girl, I'm going to say that very slowly, had to run out there and grab this six foot thing. And run off the field with it. Oh, that's awkward. You know what those are called? There's like 15,000 people became Beavis and Butthead in that moment. I would have giggled. Do you know what those are called? Can you say it on air? Well, yes. uh, I think I know what they're called, but I'm not sure I want to say what they're called. It's an adult version of a Weeble Wobble. Do you remember the Weeble Wobbles? Yeah. The Weebles Wobble, but they don't fall down? Yeah. That is hilarious. I'm a boomer. Thank you. No, I'm not. I'm not, actually. I'm, I'm Gen X. Squan Barkley may be starring for the New York Giants on Sunday at MetLife Stadium, but his father will be in the building wearing a New York Jets jersey. His father, Alibay Barkley, is a life lifelong diehard Jets fan, has a Jets tattoo on his forearm. He told his son that he's going to wear a throwback Joe Namath jersey that Saquon had given him before he entered the NFL. He will, however, not be rooting for his lifelong team, the New York Jets. Wise choice. The GD Jets. He will be rooting for Saquon and the Giants to win. That is an awesome 
angle to this game on top of everything. I would want to watch because at the end of the day, he'll be he'll be really happy that his son and his son's team won. But if, but if the Giants win, it's it's going to be painful, like in his core. I want to watch his face. Like I want Saquon to light up his favorite team. I just do, and then which, lose. Which no. coach though? Which coach is in more trouble? Gase or Shermer? Oh, that's the tough question. Well, I think since Gase just signed a contract there, I think he's more liable to be safe. I don't see. I'm so biased in this conversation because I love to rip on the Jets, but I'm such a diehard Giants fan. I don't know if I can be objective on this, but if I try to be, I think I would have to agree with Matt, the glue guy. I think Adam Gase is because they're just they're in worse shape than the Giants. They just are. But Matt is talking about he just signed this deal. Matt doesn't think Adam Gase is the guy. No, I, I think that he is. Why? Because they'll just pay him to go away. Look at look at Willie. Look at Taggart in Florida State. Sixteen, seventeen million still on the table. You, if you're that bad, if it's that terrible, if it's a complete dumpster fire. God forbid we pay athletes in college. Look at Larry Brown with the Knicks. Oh. The contract that they just walked away from, but then again, when Isaiah Thomas is running things, well, who was the good. the Cavs coach? Brett Brown or what was it? it was Coach Brown? Uh, the, uh, Mike Cavs. Brown. Mike Brown. Yeah. So he leaves Cleveland, gets fired there, gets a job somewhere else, gets fired there. He's the Lakers gets for a rehired while. by Cleveland, only to get fired again. At one point, oh, okay. All right, all right. At one yeah. point, he was an assistant mm. coach for the Golden State Warriors being paid by the other two teams. And actually, he was still being paid a portion of it by the team they were playing when it was Cleveland and LeBron was still on that team. What a tangled web we weave. It's double dipping, like uh, when they talk about that in government, when somebody has like two government jobs at the same time. And the Yankees can't solve the dilemma of Jacoby Ellsbury. Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. Guess what? The Rangers and the Red Wings, our two favorite teams, Scoop, played last night. Let's yeah, uh, yeah, let's yeah. break them on each other a little bit about that and a couple more things next. It's the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Here's Rain and Scoop. It's Rain and Scoop, the SportsZilla Show. Rain's Rangers beat my Red Wings last night 5-1. to one. My Red Wings have a record of one eleven and one in their last thirteen. Aye, aye, wait, wait, aye. wait, 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 wait. So, so that means technically they kind of lost like twelve games in a row, eleven games in a row. One eleven and one. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. 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 Why is this happening? <laughs> what, what's what's wrong with them? Why are they so bad right now? Well, it's Steve Eiserman's just taken over. Got to give him a chance to get some of his people in there. They made a trade for uh, with the Blues, and they got uh, Robbie Fabry. Uh, you know, they just don't have a lot of firepower. They don't have a lot of the league's best players. They have Dylan Larkin, you know, Anthony Manta. They have some good players, but uh, those guys are doing the lion's share of the scoring. And, you know, Jimmy Howard in goal is at the end of his run. Uh, Ogdenburg up north. Can I ask you this? His home? With the fact that former player who then went on to Tampa Bay and he ran that organization, the parent club of the Syracuse Crunch, then left and is now back in Detroit in an executive role running the operation. Do you have faith in Stevie Y and Stevie Eiserman to return the Detroit Red Wings back to, well, I mean, he had a great run for a long time when he was playing. 
Well, yeah, and he did pretty well with Tampa Bay. I think he'll do sure fine, he but he's got to obviously have a little time to, to do this. I mean, he got the job at the very end of the conclusion of last season. You know, it's going to take some work and some trades and deals. and you got to get a new, whole new attitude in there. Well, load management something that we were talking about within the National Basketball Association, and I suppose they do manage loads in Major League Baseball. That that, that statement came that out. That sounded terrible, dude. Entirely wrong, but you're with me on this. But there's 162 games. It's a little bit different in the, obviously, 16 games in the NFL, and, you know, you look at the other sports, hockey and basketball, roughly in the 80-game range. And and I suppose I get it. I guess I get it with the NBA. Sometimes you've got to, especially if maybe you're trying to maintain a lingering in injury for your key players. But you don't see that with hockey players, do you? I mean, they're tough. Well, Heinrich Lundqvist is a perfect example. Thank you. The answer to that question is, yeah, you do, I guess, occasionally see that with an older goaltender. Henrik Lundqvist looked great last night because they've managed his load. Rick DiUlio, who is a diehard fan who works here at Galaxy Media on one of our brother stations, knows more about that team than anybody I know. And he's even like, yeah, man, I mean, he looked good last night because of the load management plan. They've got Georgiev as their other goaltender. They've got an amazing goaltender in the AHL, Shesterkin, who Syracuse Crunch, you're going to see at some point. I mean, I don't know what you do. You got a lot of money on the table. You got... Salary cap issues in the NHL. He's got to play. You've got to use him. You got to give him a proper send off. You want him to win a ring. This might not be the year to no, do it. No, no. But but he's he's a beloved player and he's a New York Ranger. Which in the NHL media markets do matter. There's not a lot of players that are household names in the NHL. I suppose he might be one of them. How many cups do you have, Ranger fan? Cups. Cups. Stan- Stanley Cups. Uh, 1994, uh, and then it was 54 years before that. Uh, yeah. I, four. Tw- what's that? Four Cups. You've got four Stanley Cups. Total. All time, you mean? Yes. Yeah, the three other three were, I mean, come on. Well, that was that was all-time hockey, though. Don't just dismiss that. Those guys were trying to kill each other out there. Yeah, I know. A lot more than this, you know, uh, everybody skates wherever they want to. Skate stuff. I was on the other side of like the Red Sox, Yankees, where it was 80 something years for the Red Sox. With the Rangers, I never thought I'd see one in my entire life. I'm good, dude. I'm good. Because I never thought I would see one. You know, I want another one, though. You you know, the Red Wings won the last five times the Rangers played. Well, they didn't win last night. Now did they? So you were due. I have Brad. You know how many cups the Detroit Red Wings have? All time? No, sir, I do not. Would be 11. Did you look at, I know you've seen the Stanley Cup. Did you check out all of the different rings? Yes, I've had my picture taken with the Stanley Cup. Were you a little bit emotional? It's awesome. I've actually held the Stanley Cup over my head. I was invited to Slava Kozlov's uh, cup party, name dropper, and uh, he was drinking champagne out of it and all kinds of stuff. Of course, isn't there a story about Messier uh, doing a little something in the Stanley Cup? Yes, that's not suitable for air. Jim Sorosi of the Syracuse Crunch will join us tomorrow to talk about military night tomorrow night. This is the Sportzilla Show, ESPN Radio, 97.7 and 100.1. See you tomorrow at 3.